Costello. This is Mike Hanley. And this is the Pro Valve MX Podcast. I'm sitting here today with uh, Brandon Guthrie and Mike Hanley, my partner here at Pro Valve. Uh, we're going to take a few minutes and discuss uh, race sag. Uh, a lot of guys are confused as to what those terms mean, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay, this is Mike Hanley. Um, Nick, when somebody comes in and they want to have their bike, they just say, hey, I want to check my race sack. How do you go about doing that for just the, the basic, uh, basic guy or starting point? All right, sure. Thanks, Mike. That's a great question. Um, and it's asked frequently, not only at the track, but here at the shop and on the phone. Um, first, we need to actually know what sag is, okay? And the word sag uh, is a number that we derive from uh, the motorcycle squatting under its own weight or the weight with the rider board. So there's, there's uh, methods that we use to measure that. So where's my starting point? Where do I get the first number? All right. Um, what we do is we put the motorcycle up on a stand so that the suspension is completely extended. Um, we then uh, take a tape measure, and the way I prefer doing it, and it's kind of old school, is my first measurement that I actually do, and it's just a one-time hit, we measure from the uh, center of the swing arm pivot back to the center of the axle. And then with that same tape, we holding it in the swing arm pivot, we go up to the side panel, and with a felt tip marker, uh, we put a little temporary mark up on the plastic at that equal distance. And it just so happens that the majority of bikes is 23 inches. It's interesting how that turns out. Okay. So I've got my free sag. What should I do next? Uh, I've heard of race sag. I heard that. No, I heard that term a lot. How do you, how do you come up with race sag? All right. Yeah, race sag, uh, also known as rider or racer sag, uh, that's a number that we derive from that beginning number that we got with the wheel fully extended, and then the rider aboard the bike. Uh, some riders prefer to sit. Others prefer to stand. Here in the shop. Uh, I prefer riders standing. Does that make it more consistent? Yes, it takes out the equation of the rider sitting on the seat and moving uh, forward or backward from a, uh, a uh, actual racing point of view. He, 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 will, he can get an erroneous number. The further back on the seat you sit, uh, the more your sag is going to increase because the bike is levering off the front wheel, the front axle, and the further back you sit, the deeper into the stroke the bike is going to go. Hmm, okay. So, uh, once I get those numbers, what am I looking for as a general rule? Let's say, you know, the average bike, uh, what, what kind of a number between my starting number and my race sag number should I be looking for? All right. Uh, your race sag or rider sag number, um, we want to be somewhere around... Uh, four inches or a hundred millimeters. Uh, a lot of the current bikes today want a little bit more, 105, 110. Um, then that's why we want to stand on the pegs. <clears throat> It'll give us a, a, a more accurate number to start with. Okay. If I ride motocross versus off-road or uh, do what I want maybe different sag numbers for if I race motocrosses or if I race off-road? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, I uh, 
when we set up a bike to race motocross, we want the bike to be very accurate and handle very tightly uh, going into and out of corners. Um, and, and some bikes, like the Suzuki, for instance, will actually give up some stability at speed. Whereas an off-road, we want the bike to track straighter, more on its own. We aren't concerned as much with immediate tight handling, but we do want higher speed stability. Okay, so if I set my sag at 100 millimeters for motocross and it works really good, I may want to try a higher number, maybe 105 or 110 for off-road for more stability. Is that it? Absolutely correct. That's okay. absolutely right. Okay, we were talking between standing or sitting. Is there, why would you rather, you know, in some instances you want somebody to sit on the seat, in some instances you want them standing on the pegs. What, what, uh, what would lead you to make a guy want to sit down versus standing up? That's a great question, and one I'm asked at the racetrack all the time. And in talking with a customer and or a rider, um, one of the first questions is, are you a beginner or a pro? And they look at you kind of funny, and of course, everybody's an intermediate. However, <laughs> yeah. that being said, I find that riders that have been riding a long time, or pros, or a good intermediate, when they stand and they sit, they always land in the same sag numbers. That means they are sitting definitely in the sweet spot of the bike. These bikes are designed, at least the past 10 years, uh, to be uh, ridden from the pegs uh, for proper front-to-back bias or balance. And we know that because the seat foam has gotten so thin over the years, they really don't want us sitting much, only in the corners to sit, plant, apex the turn and, and get out of the corner. And then uh, when I have a beginner or a novice rider, um, I'll, ha I'll have them sit on the bike um, because they really don't know uh, what their position and their attack is and their position is going to be. Then I'll take a second reading with them standing. And that shows us that the rider uh, is sitting in different locations on the bike and perhaps not in an optimum place for handling. Can uh, the sag numbers tell you if you have the correct rear spring or not? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, with a properly sprung bike, the, uh, the sag number is going to be in that sweet 100 to 110 millimeter range. And then when you're off the bike, it'll have a static or a free sag of somewhere between 20 and 40 millimeters. Now there's a few bikes today that actually like a little bit more uh, free sag in the back, um, but, but those are those are few. Um, when we have a spring that is too soft for the rider weight, we have to add too much preload to the shock spring. And we, if we can even achieve proper race sag numbers, then when the rider gets off the bike, the bike will be all topped out due to that excess of preload. Uh, when we have a spring that is too stiff, in order to get the bike down into that mythical 100 to 105 millimeters of race sag, when the rider gets off the bike, it'll have a tremendous amount of free sag or static sag, and there's no preload on the spring. And both of those conditions bring on handling issues, and, and this is what uh, the suspension tuner will take into account when asking, asking a rider his body weight. In fact, um, we, if we just do sag numbers on a known bike, we can actually tell the rider what he weighs. And frankly, we get that in here a lot. <laughs> what, do you, what do you weigh? 250. No, you're not. You're closer to 280, aren't you? 
Or Pete Petrano still at 185, isn't uh, 185 he? 185 with, yeah. with tape over his nipples. That's right. <laughs> so I see a lot of people using a tape measure. Do you prefer metric tape measure or uh, inch rule tape measures? Uh, I know there's a difference, and it's what's easier to deal with. Well, for me, and I'm old school. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, back when I began, it was all in fractions of inches. And... Uh, it's just so difficult to do fractions anymore uh, because we've gone into the digital age. So I absolutely prefer metric. It's based in the 10 system, so it's real easy to subtract numbers from, from another. 100 millimeters minus 90 millimeters is 10 millimeters. You know, it's real simple to do. Yeah. Does anybody make any kind of a specialized tool for measuring SAG? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, it's probably been out for maybe up to two years now. Uh, Slacker is the company. It's a Slacker SAG measurement digital readout tool. The thing is phenomenal. Uh, it's, I use it exclusively now. And in fact, if a bike has a titanium axle that the magnet for the main unit won't stick to, I'll actually make a bung to put in the center of the axle out of steel so that I can use that tool. Hmm. It sounds pretty helpful. One of the big things is, and it's, God, these people that use screwdrivers and a hammer on preload. Oh, yeah. We can show them how to physically. We're going to talk about that, um, how difficult it is on some bikes to get to the preload adjusting rings, the KX450. You may as well take the motor out of the chassis and pull the swing arm out and take the shock out just to change. You can't even see it. You can't even see it. I know what a lot of people do is they'll try and adjust the sag, <coughs> and the dirt, or the uh, the shock will have dirt and mud all over it. <coughs> that's another. And they big get it a half a turn, and it starts galling, galling up. And that's you that know? so. I guess over. cleaning the the shock collars, the cleaning the collars. top of the collar, getting there with some spray water and an air blower, somehow to get the dirt and mud off the top of the threads at the top ring because that's how you you're going to be loosening that thing first. You got to get that mud and debris out of there. Okay. <laughs> is this thing still running? Yeah. Well, you are going to cut all this crap shit. out, right? Maybe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in right now on this little podcast. It's kind of new for us to do. Uh, we want to be able to uh, help you guys out out there, show you some shortcuts and some tricks to not only saving you some money, but, but helping you, you know, get your bike working right for you. Um, we're going to be doing uh, a, uh, a short film uh, to describe what we've been just talking about today. And we hope you tune into that on the social media site. Um, if you have questions, of course, you can always call here at ProValve. Uh, ProValveMX.com is our website. Uh, our phone number here is 714-708-2583. And uh, just ask to speak to me, Nick. All right, once again, guys. Thanks so much for uh, jumping in here on a SAG setting adventure. Adios. This is Nick Costello. This is Mike Hanley. And this is the Pro Valve MX Podcast.